Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes. October 1st, we smash it 10 yards tonight. A buck we call Pickles. A south wind pushing us back to the zag. Better stand on our backs. Set it Set it out and see what happens. Absolutely drilled in. And boom, he said, Good buck. We'll get my buck, and then we're gonna go get homie's buck. It's been urban peace as hell. Got him. Pickles is dead. Kevin Gates, both kills on hanging hunts. My first public land buck. Nice work, dude. Triple brow on the right. I'm digging that. Fucked out October 28th. Absolutely incredible season. Here we go. All right. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Coming in your ear holes. And we're up in the glorious shed of Logan Cellars. Um, if you guys are from the local area and want some food plot work done, he's your guy. We did mention that before. Um, he's got all the equipment to get it done. He's done multiple plots for us. And, I do uh, like native grasses too. Yeah, that's a big grasses, one. That yeah, I don't have like I don't have like a Genesis drill, but I do have like a grass cedar. Yeah, yeah. You do a work. lot of a uh, lot of like the tall bedding grass planting. Yeah, that's stuff, one of my favorite stuff, which <laughs> is super beneficial for people to to plant. But uh, we're going to talk about. So we had we, we were up here for deer season last week, and we last year homie was up here and talked about your transition to mobile hunting, and that's something that we really like, and our listeners really love to listen you know, the people that are going into that because a lot of them are transitioning into mm-hmm. that. This is your second year and you killed again being mobile with a really solid archery buck. Um, we're going to get into the hunt of that and kind of some small stuff you did to tweak your setup, but we're going to get people to make this possible. We're getting with the show. We're going to start off with ride on optics guys. They're, uh, they're going to be at the shot show and uh, they're going to release all their new products there. So the, the binos that are coming out, the new scopes that are coming out that they haven't really said much about, 
Uh, they're going to release that all there. So if you guys aren't able to go to the SHOT Show or um, it's already over, um, you're, you can definitely go to all their videos and they will have all that uh, released. Um, just want to hit their lifetime warranty also. That's something that we really love. And uh, if you break something, you break it, it breaks. You have a new one in 72 business hours at your house. And that's a guarantee. That's huge. Um, <laughs> we're going to do Exodus. Um, they are going to be on all the shows also, guys. And they do have renders and the booster antennas in stock. So if you guys are looking for a new cell cam, um, everybody's not thinking about deer season right now, but it is also tax time. So you guys got a little money back. You're sitting around. Maybe you should, but you're like, man, I really could use a mobile cam for next year. It's a perfect time to snag a mobile cam now. And that's not something that you have to worry about in July when you're trying to get funds together. And uh, you're like, man, I really need one more mobile cam or two more mobile cams. Sometimes they're hard to find too. Yeah, and, and sometimes Exodus is out of stock because they, they're not a big enough company to have thousands of these sitting around. They, they buy an order, then they sell them, and then they buy another order. So, uh, and you can also check out their trail cam radio. Um, and they also have um, the Deer Gear podcast too, which I'm, I'm really enjoying that lately. Uh, Cameron's doing an awesome job with that. Um, last breath, guys, ch check out their hunt cast or the, the last breath hunt cast. Um, they're releasing content weekly. Um, our hunts should be up on YouTube soon if they're not all out. We don't know where we're going to release this to you guys. We're recording it now. So, so definitely check them out. Um, and the Badlands Code, reach out to us. And we'll hook you up with that. Um, and next level, feed is always important. No matter when this show releases, it will be sometime in the winter, I'm assuming. Um, that's the most important time to have feed out. And right after feed comes mineral. If you're able to do mineral sites, those fawns are coming, those does are lactating, they, they need that mineral. So I wish that's something we could do, man. Oh, we talk about food plots and stuff. If we, if we could, even if it was like off season. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really yeah, want to do that's it. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm talking, yeah, yeah. When they're, when they're starting to put on the antler growth and the fawns are starting to drop like that whole time yeah. period, like after so season and summertime would be great. I mean, but again, yeah, I don't see it in the near future. No, me neither. And use code uh, Whitetail Legacy for twenty percent off all Black Rifle Coffee purchases. All right, let's get in the show. So, you're set. What what time is it right now? So I know when to. We know. Yes. Okay. So you uh, you started mobile hunting last year. You bought your setup. You kind of had a system going, and you're going into your second year. You killed your first first year a badass buck i finally got to see him tonight yeah and then you killed your second year going in being mobile um and you do you're doing this in october which a lot of people aren't killing it right october yeah. you know it's like mean? it was the 15th i yeah. think i killed on yeah october 15th yeah and you're going in and you're you're kind of hunting a new spot this year where you didn't have stand set up you know what i mean and right right since you were that's one good option when you are mobile. You can kind of try out a spot and not burn a stand. And, and I had hung here and hunted this this spot prior last year, and I had good, you know, yeah, you know, I got to see a, a probably a one forty class buck, and and I was like, I I don't, you know, I'm hunting private property. I'm not hunting public, which I do. I do want to get into something yeah. with you guys at some point. Um, but it's really easy to go hang and hunt a spot. It's easier to hang and hunt a spot than it is to go in and put a whole, whole, a whole set, set up. And then you went in there one time hunting. 
you had you've seen some good stuff, but you're not like you're not like I don't know if I should sold go on here yet. And then I you go in right again. Now, yeah. And then I went in again. Yeah. So I went in again later because I started I had two bucks on camera after I killed my buck. I had two bucks on cam and I was like, man, I just want to see him. Yeah. Like, it was one of those like even like tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just want to see him. I'm more like, I want to see what the deer look like. I trail cameras sometimes to me can just be a buck can deceiving. be borderline yeah. and very deceiving, or you see him on the hook and you're just like, I'm definitely not shooting him. Yeah. And so there's two bucks I wanted to see. I got to see the one that, that morning. I actually saw him and another buck that I did not know was in there. Um, I actually, I had him at like seven yards. Could have shot him, double bucked. And it was like, I don't know. It was it. Maybe it was November when I was in there. It yeah, might have been November, like and that had been like my first archery November kill yeah. ever, and um, or I guess buck kill in November. And uh, so now I'm sold. That tree's a killing tree. Yeah. The right wind. But being mobile, you were able to go in there and try it a couple of times before you yep. invested a full setup. Yeah. Say this is gonna be a permanent setup exactly. here. Exactly. And that's the thing is and, stands are expensive. Yeah. And then you kind of once you hunted there a few times. When you look at a spot, you're like, well, I think the deer come from this way. Now you know how you to set no that clue. stand You up. have no clue. You, you know, know, you know, like, okay, the bucks are coming from this way. I've seen them two or three times when I hunted here. I know I need to be set up. This way you're looking, this wind, yep. and you go in there and you know, you're like, okay, bow hook needs to go over here because they're going to be on the right side of the yep. tree. Like yep. you can set all that stuff up. You go in there just, oh, this spot looks good. It can be completely back aspers to actually what you need. Well, I think you, you can put your permanent stands. Yeah. In killing trees like yeah. if you're killing if you're killing mobile on public or private yeah you can have a that's permanent a, that's yeah. a killing tree i yeah. mean like I've, I've been trying to find more like i've been that's what i i think that's what mobile hunting has done for me i'm trying to find the trees yeah like the ones and already this year well we we got a kind of a new spot and i did a hang and hunt there i moved cams around just kind of like trying to decipher where the deer coming from couple sits it's where holly wounded her buck yeah um and then I had it hung a cam near where she wounded the deer, and I started finding that there, they, there's a funnel. I found a funnel there, and a lot of bucks daylight right there. And I actually watched them before I put a camera there. I watched three bucks go. Probably the one I it was actually the one buck I shot with my muzzleloader this year, and two other nice two and a half year olds come right by my blind, 40, 50 yards, and swoop down by an oak tree. And I'm like, that's yeah. gonna. I went and hunted it. Saw a lot of deer, did verified see any bucks, it. verified it, and then next year there's going to be a permanent thing. Yeah, so it's, so it's really good. That's one way everybody thinks mobile, that they have to 100% be mobile or not mobile. <clears throat> and we're a complete opposite. We're like a, a variance of both. A lot of our sets are mobile, but once you do find a killing tree, it's so like the our urban piece. We, it's all it was all mobile because we didn't know how we want to hunt it and now we you have, just got now we have stands set up because it's so much it's not only easier but it's quicker it's quieter yeah. you're not gonna bump deer there's just you know not how to risk. access it there's less risk to have a stand hung if you can afford to hang one and yep. leave it yep and, and i think it's i think the best for pre hunt i'm not a huge morning mobile hunter yeah i really struggle hunting in the like it's hanging hard. in the morning it's hard i don't mind getting out there early in the middle of the day like yeah. when i so when i went in and on this buck this year i did the same thing i did the year prior corn was still standing and that's another thing while there'll be a permanent here it's really hard to sneak through a standing cornfield with a deer stand on your back yeah so and i could see like and that's one of the things where i could see i don't think i'd be comfortable in the saddle but i can see where a saddle would be nice if you have to go through a lot of brush yeah 
it's very minimal. You're talking sticks on your back. You don't have big wide a big platform yeah. on your back. And and again, but manageable. Take your time, and that's something you guys said. Yeah. If you take your time setting up, you're gonna be quiet. Mm-hmm. The deer aren't gonna know you're there, and you're yeah. in the money. And I I think that's something that's crazy. Like every time you mobile hunt, and you're in a new spot, and if it's if it's like a good tree. You feel like you're gonna kill. Yeah, you every feel like time. you're in the money. You're like, oh, this is where I should have been every two time. years ago. You every know time, I mean? and that's and that's something. So I mean, I was hunting. A, I was hunting a area of the farm that I hunt. The last two years, I just started hunting in there. I used to kind of just blow past it because I didn't really know that the deer yeah. hung the big bucks hung in there, and I didn't really know how to get at them. And so now it's like it's changed my whole perspective on that. And I first time there, the last the three times I've sat that stand, I could have killed. All, all the does I wanted and three decent bucks. Yeah. So it's good ass spot. It's yeah. just one of those, and that's why I'm like, well, it's going to have permanent yeah, yeah. And then if it is beans, you know, next year it's not corn, it's still fine. I can yeah. still get in there. But yeah. it's just one of those things I think that it's a tool. And I feel like some people get so wrapped up into it that they have to be mobile. This is the way I'm going to be hunting. Yeah. It's a tool that you can use to improve your game, whether you're using it every time or part of the time i think i use but, i don't use it all the time but when i want to go yeah. just try something new yeah like you got the weird say you got a weird wind that you yeah. don't have any of your other stands aren't set up for go try a new place it's so valuable just to be like wow shit i ain't got nothing going on i don't want to bump go. this shit up let's just go over here and try this yep, yep. and then you go in there and you're scouting on the way in you're learning and that's another thing. When you go to a regular stand, you're not scouting on the way in. Most of the no, time, you have a destination. No. You're you're going in there. You're getting there yeah. quickly as quietly as you can, and you're in your stand. You're hunting. Yeah. It, but, but again, it's always nice to do that too because it's like sometimes people don't have the time. Mm-hmm. You get off work and you got two and a half hours. Yeah. You get get uh, in the trees quick. Getting your butt to that tree. You don't want to be messing around with the mobile no. setup. But, but I I think it's just a good way if figuring out properties yeah it's the, it's probably the only tool and then figuring out properties but still being in the game to kill yeah you're still in you're still in the game you're still in the money you're still in the tips yeah you're still set up that if something comes by i'm in the game but you're learning way more than if you sit in a stand that or you sat just, on the ground yeah, or even so, sitting on the ground because i mean you just don't see it you don't see yeah, enough you don't see enough and i think too that i did that you guys have told me i put sticks in a tree the tree i killed out of yeah. last year I went in there this summer. Um, we were out camping in that area. I went out in the summer and I was like, I didn't have any spare stands. All my stands are all hung up. Yeah. This year I'm doing a whole reconfiguration of everything. Um, but I had a set of sticks, just a $35 set yeah. of sticks. Threw the sticks on the tree. Didn't even hang. I didn't even hang my stand when I put yeah. the sticks out there. I just put three sticks up, knowing I want to get to this height. And all I take out there now is my stand in my backpack. Yeah, that's a really good thing that it's we've a, done i don't think stand yeah and i like hunting in it so yeah. it's like i don't think a lot of people think about that is you don't like you can just throw the sticks up if you throw the sticks up and just had a nice lightweight stand that you hung every time you went out that would save you 10 15 minutes right there yeah. oh, minimum yeah. you know yeah. what i mean and then like you get to a tree and the sticks are ratchet strapped on there you know they're solid you're not trying to cut limbs and then you sit everything's set up you just got to go up there boom you got a tree stand in and i still think that the deer don't the deer don't realize that those sticks are there you know that no not sticks walking. yeah i'm just i and i gotta get some ladder stands for holly just yeah. because she climbed up in a hang on and 
she's like, it's a little nerve wracking. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it, you got to get comfortable. Yeah, get and having a, have to have a harness. Harness is number one. Yeah. Just, again, I, I think that's something I got was that, um, that hawk, that hawk elevated, that light harness. Yeah. It's probably one of the best harnesses I've worn. Yeah, that's probably the best for, one. Yeah. For lightweight, just it's thin, the thinner straps. Yeah. And it's just lightweight. It's really simplistic and it's, there's a lot of good brands. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot Hunter of good brands. Safety system makes some lightweight yeah. ones too that are nice, but I just felt like I like the, the skinnier leg yeah, straps. So do I. I like want that. something that's, I really, I like kind of tighter fitting stuff and that hawks more, more tighter fitting. Like a, my old one had like the big pockets on the, yeah, yeah. yeah like I've had like a vest one and I didn't like it. Yeah, at all. I didn't like it. It's just too much. But this being your second year into mobile, uh, mobile hunting, was there anything that you changed that was really beneficial? Because your first year is kind of like a trial it by a, fire. It was a total. Yeah. I would say it was a shit show for a couple. <laughs> I mean, I think it was taking me like 20, 30 minutes to get hung up. But it's now I think me. I got it down. I mean, I got yeah. it down to like, I know what gear I'm taking. I get it down to like 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, if I'm going, again, I'm normally going pretty slow. Yeah. Take my time. Try not to clank stuff. But I did do, um, I, I got the lock and walk which yeah by far so I, I actually ordered a i still have it i don't know what i do with it actually it might be on the other stand it's uh i bought the what is it an xlp mm-hmm. tree stand hauler it's 60 bucks but i'm telling you 100 percent, and you can detach it from your stand and all that 100 percent lock and walk is 10 times better yeah and again the deer don't even, they don't don't bother. It just hangs there. If it blows in the wind a little bit, it's leaves blowing trees. Like yeah. limbs blowing trees. Like I don't ever see it. I don't ever have an issue with the deer picking me out. That's that first year we didn't have a really good carry system, and we've talked about it on here before. I feel like you are only your stand. You can have the best stand and the best sticks in the market and the lightest weight shit you can ever do. And if you don't have a good carry system, it's it's dog it's shit. Terrible. It just you can't you can't get a good terrible. function because if you have just backpack straps or whatever it's just so hard on you that waist belt that three inch or four inch waist belt that you can yeah. tighten that thing, and the thing is it it go it, that thing that walk and walk really helps with uh quietness yeah you get again and i and i did like you do i put my sticks i lay my sticks down differently in my pack and then again cheap one inch ratchet strap yeah. that's something i started doing this year ratchet it down and then what i do is i do a pre-fit gear yeah i literally put it all on my back because it always you don't always get it on there every time the same we get close i'll do that and i'll like Mm -hmm. walk or jump up and down make sure none of my straps are yeah clanking because nothing worse than a buckle and you're walking it's just clank. yeah it's so (laughs) annoying Uh, but yeah that's that's definitely key is having a good carry system people spend they spend a thousand dollars on their setup or six hundred dollars on their setup I mean, you're gonna spend at least five six hundred and then they cheap out and buy a forty dollar carrying system and i think the xlp is like 60 bucks yeah. and a lot of them i mean it, the xlp the xlp is solid like it can get you by but it's not as good as the lock and walk it's just, the lock and walk's designed for stands it's i feel like padded. it just gets on their tight straps are bigger it's got it it has a bunch more connects to the stands so you're not just yep. hooked in like four places you're hooked in yeah. and you can kind of configure it to you oh i want i want my waist a little way, higher yeah. i want my shoulders to be a little lower because it has that you can either fold it down so i think like or, maybe like and again it probably like I, you, you can watch the videos but i feel like it's two-piece thing mm-hmm. so you can adjust the shoulder straps to have the weight where you want it 
And like you're saying, yeah, if you want higher on your back, on your waist, yeah. like however you like to wear that that belt, mm-hmm. it, it adjusted up and down on the stand. Yeah. But I love I love mine, and it's lifetime warranty too. That's the coolest thing. Once you have it, it's like a one time, and it's like and it's like yeah. heavy it's duty heavy straps, metal grade. metal yeah. metal buckles. And again, and I've always when I saw the metal buckles, I'm like, oh, these are going to be loud. But it's like you know, you loop it through and back through mm-hmm. the other way snug yeah. like it ain't going anywhere yeah so i mean it's it's all military repurposed military um jim does it jim's a solid guy he's military veteran and uh we there's like not very many people that talk about it though but dan no. dan no. bay is just who i and i i, I know that the only time i ever heard about it was from you guys yeah. and i don't even know i can't remember if you search i don't know if you search if it pops up or yeah, not I think but it does, yeah. i think he's on amazon too he, he sells them on amazon yeah yeah but but yeah, I, I call I he calls me all the time. He's like, hey man, anything we can do for you? I'm like, nah, dude, we're good. Jim, the suckers are gonna last us forever. But uh, that's the thing is if you're gonna mobile hunt and you're gonna do it, yeah, just don't cheap it's, out. It's on 100, that. what is I think it's 109, yeah. 110 dollars. Yeah, it's which really again, when you're spending, like you said, when you spend five, six hundred dollars on your mobile, set, yeah, that's it's a like, cheap mobile, set, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. And, and and you're like, okay, I'm gonna finally do this, I'm gonna buy it, and then you get a shitty carry system when you're like man this isn't this as good. sucks this, this kind of sucks <laughs> it isn't as good as it was and then you get a good carry system you're like oh shit this is i did and then the other thing i got is i got some uh i don't know if i got it from tethered or where i got it from i got some like felt tape yeah and I, I think i'm gonna put it on my i put it on a couple of my buckles to try it out mm-hmm. and i'm gonna fit all my buckles with that that's yeah. something i just i don't have my stand wrapped all yeah but again i i think that there that can be beneficial too i think so too the buckles is silent when you're trying to throw it around that's what's going to clank um the one thing that i need to wrap is my damn tree arm those fourth arrow tree arms are tingy as hell yeah they're like yeah they're like they're like (laughs) hollow inside okay yeah something hollow i got like electrical tape wrapped around it but i need to like do like and i do that i I have electrical tape on like my um on my uh bow rope yeah you know I, I tie it to my like harness mm-hmm. and i climb up but on the other end of the carabiner i wrapped it on electrical tape because if it like hits the yeah. bow wrong yeah that thing or if you like or like you bring your bow up you hang your bow up and you, you lower that thing yeah, down it's a stick and it's like oh my god yeah. all this and, work i was so quiet and i think what's crazy is somebody went somebody asked me a, a friend of mine started mobile hunting and i don't know if he really liked it i don't know if it's for him it's it is more work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's way it's, more work. Yeah. But it can be. I just think the payout. It, it yeah. can be so rewarding. It can. Be, and yeah. uh, and it's so fun because you're at a new spot. You know. Yeah. You're just not hunting the same yeah. old spot all the time. And the one thing he was always like, "Why do we use hanging bow?" I'm like, "A bow hanger." Yeah. He's like, "You carry all this stuff with you," and I'm like, "I carry all this stuff with me." Yeah. Anyways, ninety-seven. So like, bow and I and so that's the thing is like I normally carry a bow hanger with me even on my parents' stands. I don't like to leave them there. Mm-hmm. I have one I've used for, I don't know, forever. Yeah. The like, uh, old real, it was like when real tree first came out. Oh, shit, I should real tree out there. Yeah, the, like it's like that. I mean, Michael Waddell has killed so many deer on using it as yeah, like a gun rest. Piece, yeah, yeah, piece. yeah. I have a bunch of those too. The uh, the Dome Wolf Custom Year came out with a kick out, I think it's the kick out, and it mounts on the side of your yeah, base. yeah I've seen that. And I yes. got one of those, and you can mount it left or right, you can mount it with the bow facing you, you can mount it on your seat. No kidding. And, that puts so I'm left-handed, so that puts the bow right here, and all you gotta do is just pick it up. When a bow looks like up here, yeah, and you well, got because, coming in, you're well, because it's hard because it, 
you got to have the hook high enough so yeah. when you stand up, you can draw back. Yeah. So I can I can grab it like this, and that's my movement now. It's just and know. I in my in my buck this year, he come in on actually my completely weak side. Yeah. Like that's I had tough. to turn all the way around, and I don't suggest anybody doing this, but I had to unhook my harness because I couldn't get a shot. Yeah. Because my harness was like binding because mm -hmm. I'm you know I'm facing the tree, shooting back this yeah. way. But I think it's just one of those things, just adjust as you go. And yeah, but yeah, that kick out's a great option if you don't want to carry because it, it like you bound it on your stand and then it just folds in and it's always there. So like when you get in the tree and you pull your even bow if up, you wanted one up, you still could put yeah, it on your stand. It's yeah. not gonna bother me. But uh, you know, when you get you get in your stand and you're like, now nah, I gotta get my bow hook in before I get my bow up. That's, that's the first exactly thing I do. that's what I do too. Like, yeah, I'll I'll pull it up. Well, harness. I do my harness. Yeah, I, my harness is clipped, and then my bow hanger's going yeah. in, and my bow's getting up with an arrow. I pull knocked. I pull my bow up, knock an arrow, put it on there, and then I put a bow hook in for my backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my bow's ready to go. Um, but that's just a, a simple. Like, I normally that's something I do is I hook my backpack on my last step. Yeah. That's normally where my backpack. And then another thing is you never forget a bow hook because it's literally attached to your stand. Yeah, you that's a good forget. idea. I might check that out. You have to forget. And then I've done that a bunch where you're like, shit, and you're just holding your bow the whole night, like. Or you, or you do the you do the hunter thing and you get the yeah the, the little, little twig. twig and you're yeah, like, you're like I should I'm gonna trust. trust this thing. <laughs> trust I love it. it. It's probably one of my favorite steps to yeah. get like during bow season. It's like everybody's like, I forgot my bow hanger. Yeah, and it's like I'm trusting this an inch and a half stick. My, Thousand dollar bow, my, yeah, thousand dollar bow, and sight and everything, and I'm just like this little guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's solid. He's yeah, solid. he's good. It's <laughs> good. Gotta have faith. Yeah, gotta have faith. So go into your hunt this year, um, yeah, and you're setting up and the kill. So just go from when you're walking in, you're setting up. So and not have walking in, bean field, pick bean field, cut through. I got about it's about a hundred yards from the fence line. I got permission to come in and access it from the neighbors. Um, I'm friends with the neighbor who farms on the south side. And I go through the corn 100 yards, but I kind of kitty corner it, right? And uh, and I get in, know the tree I'm going to, kind of know my setup, and get up there. And again, like I said, 15, 20 minutes, I'm set up. And I think I went in pretty early. And it was, it wasn't cool. It was, I think it was a cold, it was a cold front coming through. It cooled down pretty good. Cause I, I did have extra clothes packed with me. Cause I remember when I walked out, I was like, dang, I'm getting cold, you know? And, um, get set up. And honestly, I had like one of those sits where I'm just like, man, I remember texting you guys. I'm like, this is, you guys yeah. were in the stand and I'm like, this just this feels good. good. Yeah. I had two, I had two young bucks come through real early, make a scrape. I'm, I'm 20 yards from a scrape and I actually, it's a scrape I made with my own, my own dressing yeah nice. you know if you ain't peeing and scrape she ain't yeah. doing it right yeah and uh so they hit those both those bucks hit that scrape and then they went on and went uh west and like i said i'm field edge because that's that's all i know i don't go on the timber like you <laughs> <laughs> and so sitting there i got does come out and, and, and the doe and a couple fawns i bumped two fawns when i come in they were bedded like right by my tree and i'm like oh, that's it that's the hunt right I'm like, well, I'm going to just set up anyways. They didn't really like, they bound off, but it's green enough. It's October 15th. It's thick. Like that woods is thick. And um, so I get it set up and I'm sitting there. I got a doe and two fawns come by. And this is something that the ozones, I, I've been using the ozones and stuff and for my clothing. And I don't use any sort of spray anymore, which I think has been a huge game changer for me. I put it all in one room. 
I wash it, you know, I wash everything like scent free soap. Yeah. Hang it up outside for deer season. And then I hang everything in this room uh, that I have on my shop and pretty much run the ozone on it about every two, three days. I'll run it for like four or five hours. And then um, that doe and two fawns went right downwind. I mean, they come in down on the downwind side within 20 yards. Downwind could have shot her. And they stayed in, uh, they stayed kind of where my trail camera was. And I did a little bit of a food plot there, like a real quick mowed it, threw some seed down and left it. Um, and then it was, and I don't know if, I don't know what happened, but these two bucks, it was probably the last 15 minutes. One of the bucks I shot in a smaller buck, they just come in the timber behind me. Just, I heard them, I heard them come through the corn and I looked back and all of a sudden they're there at 35 yards. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I could see, like, I could see, like, it's dark in the timber too. And I could yeah. see the ones rack and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a buck I had on camera that I was like, I'm going to go and see if I can kill this deer. And, um, so I go in and, and it's 35 yards. I'm ranging them. I range the one on the backside, like the one's coming through this way, the smaller one. And he's coming through on the backside of like a briar patch. And he's like, I'm like, that's 35 yards. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not shooting him. If the other buck follows him that way splitting my 30 40 letter yeah. in, right and i had a clear which is amazing that i had a clearing this tree's kind of like a telephone pole it's pretty clear yeah there's brush and spots but where they were was crystal clear the next morning i left my stand because yeah. i was like i killed i'm leaving it yeah. so he comes on the opposite side of the briars i didn't even grab my range finder again i already had my release knock full draw i was like 25 yards split the 20 30 let her rip and I'm like, that's a good shot. Yeah. Smoked. Nocturnal goes right through him, sticks in the ground. See him run north about 70, 65, 70 yards. And then I kept hearing the other buck. I heard the other buck run and I heard a bunch of rustling. And I'm like, I don't know if he dropped, but I lost him. He dropped right there. Like literally yeah, when I like, when I didn't see him anymore, that's because he was dead. That's I hate when that happens. You're like, ah, but you know, so I'm like, so again, I'm like, I wanted to bring the boys. Yeah. So actually, and it was my kids i just last year my buck i literally watched him die on the trail there was no need to track anything i mean i he dropped right where i walked in yeah. and i backed the truck right up to him. i was like my dad's like this never happened this yeah. is amazing didn't have to drag him i mean literally drug him to lift his head into the back of the truck no, that was the drag nice. and um so like i was like you know i want to bring both i couldn't just bring one kid so I, oh, yeah. my two oldest are uh, six in the middle one just turned three so luckily my my landowners are is awesome and he has a gator nice. he's like just take the gator i mow a trail down through the, the woods that him and his wife would take uh rides on and uh drive that right down there we get on the blood i got carrying the three-year-old he shined that flashlight in my eyes i'm oh, like yeah. it's like such a good memory and they're found blood so now they're in the house they got the nerf guns and they shoot the deer shoot oh, the mounts yeah. and then He's like, I got the blood. I got the blood right over here, man. <laughs> and it's such a cool thing too. Is like, yeah. if you don't, you got to get your kids involved. If yeah. you want, if you want them to be, to have anything to do with it, I remember blood trailing with my dad as just a pup. I know my six year old will remember that. Mm -hmm. Like, he wanted to follow blood all by himself. He thought he was like, you know, Mister Tracker. But it, again, it's it's that mobile getting in there, and it just no nothing knows you're there. Yeah, it's such a cool feeling. Yeah, you're in there. They think they're cool because no one's been in here messing around. Yep. You, you didn't go in there and hang a stand and wait a couple days. 
go back. Right. I didn't trim any lanes. Yeah. You're not running like it's just a one shot. Yep. You're just going yep. there and you're just making it happen. But mm-hmm. um, it's cool to see your transition into second year. You killed again uh, off a hanging hunt, going in, kind of targeting a buck in that area and getting it done the same day you went in there to get it done. So just goes to show you that. A lot of people think that there's a giant learning curve, and there is, but I think there is. But it's one of those things. It's it's like it's simpler once you get your system. Yeah, you can just, listen to a thousand people don't, talk about how they do it. Don't don't just do what somebody else does because yeah. they do it. You gotta find it out for yourself. Yeah, and I, but I, but I, there's also like there's certain gear too that last year I should have just bucked up and bought the lock and walk because yeah. you guys spoke so highly of it. Or if you, if you trust somebody. I, I like using people that I know more than, yeah, than, than just somebody advertising something. Mm-hmm. If somebody uses like, isn't getting paid to use it and they say it's good, you know, it's good. Yeah. you like, that's the biggest like, thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this, yeah, this is good. Yeah. You, there's a lot of, there's a lot out there right now. That's well, I'm getting paid to tell you this is good. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I, I, I mean, just take somebody's word for it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And there's so many, and there's so many different yeah, the so saddles many different and everything so many that's going on. Good, good products out there. Whatever you have, you just have to figure out a system that you can do. You can listen to how people set their shit up. You might be able to pick pieces apart about that. But you got to figure out what how works you like to you. do it. Yeah. What works for you, and especially your area that. where you're hunting too. I mean, not everybody's not everybody hunts the same mm-hmm. type of terrain and and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. What time we get to over here? We got about twenty minutes, twenty five, thirty minutes. About 30 minutes. All right. Well, um, so you killed your buck, second buck, and then you killed your muzzleloader buck. Going into next year with your mobile hunting, what do you think? Are you going to use it kind of the same way? Are you going to try to hit new, more new spots? Are you going to use it just to try and kill trees? Or are you, what, how are you so, predicting to do that? So I think, um, I think I'll still use, I think I'll probably still use it. There's a couple spots I want to try. Um, but I'm going to go in the spring when I'm, I'm going to go in the spring when I shed hunt. That's when I, that's when I pick out my trees. Yeah. And if, if you, if you're hunting, even if you're like public or whatever, and you're going in and you, you want to go in when the spring, when all the, when everything's the thinnest, mm-hmm. that's when you pick trees. Like yeah. that's when I find trees that are good live. Like, yeah. Cause yeah, it's a good. pain, you know, it, it's a pain. If you were like, go to an area and like, I want to hunt here. I can't find a single tree. Yeah, and it's dark in the morning. You're like, I'm gonna go yeah. in here, and then you're like, I can't find a tree to get this damn yeah. thing in. That's a good tip. Is you know, find find your trees and scouting in now is a great thing. And if you look at my maps, I got a bunch that of pins to just say huntable tree. Like, yeah, tree, yeah, yeah, exactly. Tree, exactly. Like, exactly. They're all marked, and then I know, like, okay, I got a tree there. It's good for this wind. It's good for this wind. Mm-hmm. And when you're in there, kind of think about different winds that you're. You know, and pick a couple of different trees. But and we were even talking about it tonight. So we we're we're hunting the last weekend. Yeah. Whenever this comes out, we we're hunting the last weekend in Illinois. And we were talking about where the deer are coming out. You're like, oh, you gotta have a you gotta have a stand in that tree. And honestly, one of the things that I've thought about for the last two years since I've had my mobile stand, if I have a buck tag and it's like late winter, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm and I know the bucks are coming out in a certain area, that's that's yes. where I'm gonna go hang in yeah. that. Because I've always that's something I, I've been trying, like, always preparing to do mm-hmm. is that late season, cold, get in there, hang and hunt when middle of the day. Yeah. And catch them coming out and they're feeding, like, yeah. pattern. They be right on. I mean, they, they, they're so used to no one being there. And then you're just like, oh, 
lost shit right there yeah they're dead yep. you know I mean? exactly exactly it's but, it's just so that's kind of like my plan for next year and, and i do have plans to move again the tree i killed in and the other tree i killed in they'll both because i hunted that tree that i killed in last year i never had a chance at a buck but holy does i mean yeah. i those after those but in the there, and the yeah. thing is too and i killed my archery buck so i kind of it takes yeah. you know it takes the pressure off of you yeah and honestly if i still if i could have been in that stand in the like rut that would have been yeah. primo in there because we were even like prior to gun season when we were sitting in our blind over there is we were just seeing when hollywood's crossbow when there's deer just cruising through there multiple multiple good shooter bucks going through there so it's all that time of year. I think that's something next year. That's like, I think a goal for next year for me is to kill a rut buck. Yeah. Now I'm going to kill one in October. If I get a chance, yeah, I'm not, not going not gonna to yeah. kill one in October, but I think that's a, a goal of mine is to kill a good buck sure. in, in yeah. the rut. Cause Definitely I think I got, I got the place to do it. Yeah. I just have to be in there. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'm, <laughs> I go and kill. I think yeah. last year I hunted, it was October 29th. Yeah, right before right before right before crazy. Halloween. And I don't get to hunt, I don't get to hunt Halloween No, anymore. yeah, that's that's out. Yeah. So it's that's with when you get kids, it's like yeah. yeah. But you gotta enjoy it when you can and, and taking the kids out and experiencing all that with them is is a lot of fun. And I can see I can see mobile hunting when my kid gets yeah older to do it. I'm like, this is how I used to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how they get it. But yeah, that's it's really cool that you get to learn all this content from podcasts and other people and stuff. And then now you can pass it down to your kid. Be like, and, and even like my dad, sometimes like, he's always just like, you know, he was there when I both bucks would come and help me recover. And he's just like, he helped me take down my stand. He's like, you brought all this shit out here and yeah. set it up. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? Man? But you know, he, back in the day, all I had was climbers. Yeah. And anybody who has had a climber, you got to have telephone poles. Yeah. They are better than they used to be. Yeah. But they are just, you gotta have the right tree, and you're kind and, of living and on some high. Of the, and it, the tree that I killed my buck out of last year, you ain't. Yeah, you're it, it is a walnut. If you walnut tree, shit going shit everywhere, everywhere, and you guys have hunted. Yeah, probably the most trash, trash trees, trees I've ever seen. <laughs> that where homie hit sunshine. Yeah. And, oh, we're just gonna pick a pine tree that's yeah. about this big around yeah. and climb up it. Heck yeah, whatever, whatever. We but hey, you gotta make it work, and yeah. and those trees sometimes if that's all you got. Get in there and hang a stand. You're gonna have the advantage. Mm-hmm. They're gonna being up, there. Being up, I think I go what? What are we talking about? Three sticks. Yeah, I go about three sticks. Is yeah. Everybody, you you have four sticks, and everybody's like, man, I got to use all sticks. But it, it's per tree. Like if the cover is yeah. at two sticks, yeah. you're at two sticks. If the cover is at three sticks, you're at three sticks. Yep. Like sometimes I'll use four sticks. I got four sticks with four eighters, and sometimes I'll use three sticks with and only use two of the eighters. Sometimes I'll use everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just depends on how close the deer are going to be and yep. what the tree set up and what kind of, what, what kind of year time of year it is. Cause if you're in October, the higher you get, the more shits in the way. Most of the yeah, time. Yeah. It's really in November it's though. The higher you get, the less shits in your, way, yeah, yeah. you know, so um, just depends on, and you're up out of the more of the yeah. field of view. I just feel like there's more cover later. Early, later early, yeah. like there's more cover earlier for you to hide on mm-hmm. lower, lower yeah. heights. Yeah. And you want to be, you want to be in the cover, but you want to be able to shoot underneath that yep. first layer of cover. Especially going with timbers. It's yeah, just, it's just crazy it's in October. <laughs> but yeah, that's the main thing with, with uh, is, you know, the mobile hunting. This is the second year. It's a, it's a, should be a constant thing where you're trying to tweak your gear, make it a little bit better, make it a little bit easier on you. And just like we were talking today, just kind of get rid of some of those excuses. Like, 
well, my backpack was shit last year. Well, I'm going to get a new backpack. Yeah. I didn't like yeah. my strap system where you make new straps. You yep. try to eliminate yep. those problems that you had in season now. So when season comes, you're like, well, I ain't got to worry about my backpack harness now. I ain't got to worry. I got a new strap system. It's working really Scouting well. Trees. Yeah. I already got trees. my trees found in the areas that I want to hunt. And anything that you can do now to eliminate stress and make it easier on yourself, um, go on down the road when it's actually hunting season is going to help you be successful because it's one less thing that you got to deal with, you know? Yeah. And I think mobile, mobile stands in general, mine's a Novix. Yeah. It is by far my favorite stand to hunt out. Yeah. Uh, it's so there, There's, there's a bunch of them out there and they're so nice. They're quiet. It's comfortable. It's easy to hang. I mean, I'm, remember when we used to hang I, like the I, giant I, big dogs and oh, stuff? I still hang those. Yeah, man, so those, are still, those, still are, those are, those it's are like the best. So hard to hang. Oh god, it's obnoxious. Yeah. Um, and uh, I used to hang them without like, I used to hang them without running a lineman. Bro. Yeah. Like Dan Bayus wrap Dan, my legs around yeah. the sticks. And Dan Bayus made this thing called a hang on helper. And I've you, seen that. Yeah. Screwed. In. I got one of those specifically for a big work? dog. Yeah, it works out really? great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's basically just like a a big giant heavy bow hook and you screw it in there and then it holds right on the seat so you screw that in there then you bring the stand up you hang it up then you get the straps that makes sense why and then why when you got why the straps on you got the straps on then you can just fucking tweak it up a little bit yeah no i'm it. no i'm the guy who's just hanging yeah, up hang wrap my legs around, around. yeah you're like ah. <laughs> but no i i i like i still like i still like having permanent stands yeah. you just it's a tool and you can utilize it however you want a lot of people think, well, I'm going mobile and I got that's I gotta be hundred percent mobile. That's the only way I'm killing. But that's not true. It's a tool that you utilize to whatever advantages it gives you. Yep. You know, exactly. It's hard enough to kill these deer and you, you want to use everything in your arsenal, and that's what we do. We if we want to go mobile, we go mobile. If we want to go non-mobile, we go non-mobile. And, yeah. and it's 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 a blessing when you're like, Man, I'm gonna go to the stand, it's already set up. I'm just gonna <laughs> climb up. Well, I think you appreciate I think you appreciate the work. Yeah, you appreciate the preseason work after mobile hunting. Yeah, too. you know, like, man, this stand's nice. Everything's cut. I ain't got to worry about yep, it. Yep. Yep. Go. All right, guys, well, we're gonna hop off here. We appreciate you listening this long. Um, we love you. This will be the last podcast up here at Logan's Crib. Um, coming at you. Uh, hopefully, maybe we can do a third year mobile where you're successful again. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Always try to do the right thing. And White the Legacy is out. Ah. Oh, oh, oh. Not bad, 830. We need-